welcome back to the regular regular podcast. Mm, bah, 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 bah. Get Ooh, that, that bread. That what? Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> really? Is that how we're starting? Sorry, I mean, that's fair. my that's my regular regular mood right now. <laughs> that's a very fair statement. I'm I'm here for it. There you go. That that was clearly Val. <laughs> mm, hello. Hey all. Hey hello. all. And I am Maya, and we would like to welcome you all back to the regular, regular podcast. (laughs) Thank you for joining us again, us two tired as hell, but extraordinary black girls trying to live regular, regular lives in this trash ass world. Trash. I don't remember which episode we are on, but we on it. We passed 10. So, <laughs> so somewhere between 10 and probably 15. Whichever one, <laughs> it'll be in the notes. But we really appreciate you guys coming back. And Val, how are you doing? You know, I am. How am I doing? I'm a little bit stressed. So for y'all that don't know, I'm in the process of moving. So yes, I am She's working on getting it. Woo, girl! I, the way I have missed my fried chicken, my collard greens. Mm. I can't believe Arizona doesn't have like a decent. No, they do. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say okay. they got southern food, just good not food. good. Southern now, food. when you was yeah. living in that other state, I was worried. But you know. I mean, hmm, hmm. we're not gonna talk about it. But exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I'm very excited to be coming back to the south. Thank you, Jesus. I'm I not looking forward want. to the humidity, but I am excited to come back to the South. So that's okay. I'm a little stressed out because it's like in 12 days, I'm going to be moving apparently. So uh, I got it. Like you're not sure. You're like, yeah, we still in. That's what my countdown told me. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> my countdown told me 12 days and I'm looking at my apartment like this shit is like 45% complete. Yikes. So, oh my God. I'm going to need to get that done. So. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just stressed about that. But apart from that, you know, just living this regular, daily life, trying, you know, to stay alive, try to live in Trump's America, you know. That's fair. Because, like, literally walking out the door is like an adventure of itself. You don't know who you're going to meet. <laughs> yeah, Every like, day I'd be like, huh. <laughs> am I going to die from COVID or am I going to get shot? Am I going to see a Karen today? Am I ready for that? Get your mindset right. Is a fuck nigga going to bother me? <laughs> you know. Like... You're just like, do never... I have to look at somebody different because they're not six feet apart? Oh, my God. I was at the store today and somebody literally acknowledged that they were not six feet apart and then continued to not be six feet apart. They were so like, what's the point of the acknowledgement? I mean, nigga, what? <laughs> they were like, I'm supposed to be six feet away from you. Stands but right you're not. there. And stands right there. I'm like... Really, my nigga? And they didn't have mask on. I just Ooh. don't understand. I was in, in Mississippi, so they... I mean, they there you could definitely get shot. <laughs> I just didn't argue. I was just like, you I'm just trying get to shot. get out of here and with my sanity. Mississippi is the one place I ain't even going to argue with you. You'd be like, nah. say, you know what? That's I'm not my responsibility. No, because you could shoot me today and nothing would happen. That's above me. Not so a I'm damn thing. Like, it's, it's, look. I know I want to see my God, but not today. Not today. Not, not, not today. today. Not today. No. But how are you? How are you doing? Child, I'm here. I'm present. I'm accounted for it. Amen. <laughs> the world is trying it, and I'm I'm trying to just woosaw it out, but I cannot wait <laughs> to take a vacation and sleep Ooh. this shit off. I cannot Ooh. wait. Cannot. 
that's that's gonna my heart's gonna be so happy. I'm just like, God damn, I really need a break. <laughs> hey, and look, that, that, I was gonna say that that's real facts. Even for everybody listening, take your breaks, yes. man, because yes. this shit will drive you crazy. Yes, and work will always be there. That's a lesson that I am learning. Work will always be there. You can take two days off. You can take two weeks off. You can take two months off. And when you come back, them bitches is like, so that report that's due tomorrow. <laughs> so you just have to accept that. And I'm very hard on myself because I'm very like, I would like all of my work to be done before I go and enjoy shit. And that doesn't exist because there's all they always find that something it's else almost, to do. Yeah, it's always more work. So you just have to say, I'm going to get as much as I can before I leave. And then when I come back, we'll just start anew. So, yeah. So that, but I cannot wait. I'm, fall is here. I'm feeling it. It's chilly. It's rainy. Mm. You know, mm. ready. Got my long sleeves out. You know, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm over here jigging. I'm it's, excited for fall. I'm so excited for the fall for some reason. I don't know why. Not like I can go out and enjoy. Because, again, this was you the know, year. 2020 was supposed to be the year your bitch was supposed to be out and about. You know. Mm, you know just summer, thotting out. Just, summer I was supposed to be thotting out. You know, being half naked on somebody's beach. In somebody's town. In somebody's city. Putting them knees to work. Okay. I was ready for it. <laughs> and then fall was like, you know, your girl going to get her some cute Chelsea boots and some cute little... Skater skirts and we was gonna okay. be out here. We was gonna be out here. <laughs> Ouch oh. here. Ouch here. Okay. In these streets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm just like very upset that I cannot be out here, you know, asking a nigga to buy me a pumpkin latte, even though I don't I will throw that shit over my shoulder. Cause maybe a chai. You know, caramel, vanilla chai. A matcha. No water, just milk. Matcha tea, you know, something maybe, like you know, that. You know, something. Yeah, yeah. A kombucha. Okay, I'm down for a kombucha. Now, that shit Mm -hmm. is delicious. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. shit is delicious. A good kombucha? Mm -hmm. I actually really want to make my own. Maybe maybe some fresh juice, you know? Oh, so I I really want to do the very Caucasianist thing ever. (gasps) I want to go apple picking very hard. Oh. That was what? Yes. You know what? You could do that because I bought me a juicer. Woo! I Damn. know you love your juicer. The best thing I've ever bought in my life. I know when you I love tell your juicer. You, I have used, like, I've, bought, I've only had my juice for like two months. And the way I have used the heck out of that, I have gotten my money's worth. Because the amount of juices a girl be making out here, I be making juices like, it's just a thing that I do. That's, that's... And I tell everybody at work, I juice this weekend. <laughs> I be so proud. <laughs> what did you do? I, you juice, know, I got a juicer. You know? And, uh, so sorry, got y'all. I do turn on my white voice at, at work. I got a juicer and um, I, I make this carrot juice with lemon and apples and ginger and it's just so delicious. That's so, funny. Mm. I feel like so you, you, my you could pick the apple that you can send a smoothie. It like that's my version uh, always. It's girl, just no, like, no, girl. I made a green when you get smoothie? you a juicer, when you get a juicer and get that fresh fruit and produce or whatnot, yo, when I say that shit changes your life. Nigga. Okay. Well. You feel like your insides are going through something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel fresh. I feel like a vegan. I'm not. But I feel not like a one. vegan. <laughs> I do, girl. Bitch, I got some. I don't think it was vegan, but it was definitely vegetarian. I got some vegetarian pasta. Like, the pasta was made out of veggies. Not zoodles oh. or all that kind of stuff. But it's like lentils and... Mm-hmm. 
some other vegetable. That shit was actually kind of bomb. I felt mm. like very like, you know, oh, mm. look at me, plant-based bitch. Come Amen. on. You know? Amen. Plant-based. Let's, I'm ready to put did, that. Did you put like the meat sauce on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, okay. So, let me... So, there was, like, they had the pre-made ones from the uh-huh. freezer at the grocery store. That one didn't have meat sauce in it. So, that one was fine. But then I did get some some noodles that were plant-based, and I did make some spaghetti with it. And my mm. spaghetti was bomb. So, okay. but I can't pay $5 for a box of, of noodles. Mm-mm. That's too much. That's okay. a lot. So, we're going to have to make it work and figure it out. But I was like, okay, a bitch could do this. We can make substitutes like this. There you go. Come there on, healthy hoe. Let's go. Put that brown rice, too. Just add that shit on. Oh, that's too... I don't know what it is, but I don't like rice like that. <gasps> I don't. You heathen. I am. I feel Girl. like... I feel like all of black people are very upset with me with that statement. Yo, I could Every live off of black person rice in the world. alone. Everybody says that. And I'm like, eh. What you mean, eh? Eh. Do you put salt in your rice? Like, I don't, what, what, like, what's the problem? I'm confused. I just, it's not my forte. I don't, I enjoy a nice fried rice, but that's probably the deep depths of my rice enjoyment. Damn. I know, I know. I my hug dad you. makes rice all the time for breakfast. Like he, Wait, lo- why? Because he, I mean, that's what he eats: rice, rice for breakfast. You know, I rice can't say nothing because I do that too. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know niggas do that all the time. So, <laughs> and I'm like, why would you have rice? That's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a smothered chicken on top of that. Go. Breakfast. There's so many things you can do with rice, man. Everybody says that. And There's so I just, much you can do with rice. I'm just not a rice eater. It's just bleh. Hmm. It's so bland. Hmm. I mean, I'm not looking at you different, but I'm looking at you different. Everybody should look at me different. That's fair. I'm okay with hmm. it. My, okay. I also, I also don't like hard boiled eggs, but I like them soft. <gasps> yeah, yeah. This Bro, is that who hurt you? If you're gonna turn on me, this is that episode to do so. Don't. But, but I like soft you? boiled eggs. Like my, I like my eggs a little runny. Yuck! <laughs> Not yuck, Jesus. I like them a little runny. Yes, I. Hmm. I like them ramen style. I like them just like nice little cream. So when I said earlier that I'm, I'm not looking at you different, but looking now at you, you different. Are. It's fair. I'm, I'm just looking at you. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm, I'm okay. But it's okay. At this point, I've accepted for you for who you are. So I also, when my mom cooks vegetables, I always please tell don't, her, don't add more. Don't add more. I don't add, okay, don't, this don't. is the last thing. Like <laughs> niggas love to boil down their vegetables till the nutrition is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I need. <laughs> you need that salt. I. I would like a crunch back on Not my veggies. Not the crunch. <laughs> Mama, the my broccoli too soft. Don't have to be dead, dead. Like it's already dead. We don't have to kill it some more. <laughs> that, that bothers uh-huh. me. We made cabbage on the we made grilled cabbage. And my mom was just like, it needs to cook some more. I'm like, it's perfect. It's a, <laughs> she's like, no, it's so hard. I'm like, it's not. Why do you like we don't need mushy veggies? It's okay. That is funny. Yes. So if you're gonna turn on me, if you're gonna turn our podcast off, this is the time. Because it's only going to get worse from here. I'm going to start admitting okay, some yeah. shit that y'all be like, like, 
Like the name of the podcast, we're regular degular people. I'm not. Every I'm, I'm just every weird. regular degular person has their flaws. So you know <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> not flaws. Girl. Yep. Every regular degular person has their flaws. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. This is a safe space. It's a safe space, you know. It's a safe space. It's it is, but it's not, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna get yeah, tweets yeah. like, "Fuck you, bitch! <laughs> Your non-riciness." <laughs> I think it's only fair. It's fair. I'm okay. I'll take the heat. Uh, I know it's other. Uh, it's others of us who don't fuck with rice as heavy as others do. Yeah, like 0.5 percent, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But let's oh move on God. to the next segment of the blackity blackity black. That's true. Wait, just always remember you can follow us wherever you listen to all of your other podcasts. So that includes Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. We have a Twitter at reg underscore deg pod and an Instagram regular regular podcast. And we also have an email at regular regular pod at gmail.com. Uh, so, you know, follow us, tweet at us. I've, I keep up with our Twitter account. It's kind of dead over there. So come hang out with your girl. I won't put you on blast as hard as I would do on my regular one, which you still, you cannot have access to. Because <laughs> I'm wild over there. It's fun in Twitter land. Instagram, you have to be kind of like nice and. Yeah. Wholesome. Twitter is, is a whole nother game, baby. Wild, wild west over there. Let's mm. have fun over there. Uh, and send us emails and tell us how much you love the podcast or ask us questions or suggest topics because we'd love to come up with some things that you guys would like to hear so make sure you follow us there hit us up we'd love to hear from you E-e-e-e. okay <laughs> so we are calling our black business section we're gonna call it bliggity black i don't know why because i like it and i get it works. to make the rules Big bliggity black, if I can ever say it, I probably won't be able to, so we'll figure it out as we go. But I did want to shout out my soror, my sister, my 17. I'm so excited to talk about her venture. She is the owner, entrepreneur, a baker extraordinaire of a bakery called Frosted Oven, where she makes beautiful and delicious ass cakes. She did she my does. birthday cake. She did Val's mom's birthday cake. Yeah. And we can both attest to how delicious that shit was and how beautiful delicious. it was. Presentation on point. A And my sister, she is out here doing some big things and she is apparently going to be doing cakes for the Grizzly organization. So I'm super fucking proud of her. So I just wanted to shout her out. If you are in the Memphis area or in... Like, I think, like, maybe the general area. I don't know. I ain't going to tell you (laughs) what her coverage is. But she is out here baking for the gods. And I'm so excited for the things that she's doing. And if you are ever interested in getting a cake from my sis, she will for real be out here making you the most beautiful ass cakes. You got to tell her well in advance because she is booked and busy, okay? Booked and busy. Thank God. Booked and busy. So she is at the Frosted Oven on Instagram. Go look at her cakes. They're beautiful. They taste really good. And she is always like very open to ideas of what you like. And she can make it happen. And I mean, again, Val can attest like how Mm -hmm. pretty they are. And her mama can tell you how delicious. Look, delicious, delicious. <laughs> no, go, definitely go check her out. 
what you say on the Zoom? Like Look, on the Zoom, just eating the cake. Look, y'all know for real. Y- y'all go check her out. Her like she's honestly great customer service. Uh, super responsive, delicious cake inside yeah. and out. So you, y'all should definitely go check her out if you have the time. And if you want some cakes. Yes. Black owned, woman owned. I'm just super excited to see like her growth. And again, she's like such a great person. So I'm excited to just be there at the height of her career. I've been calling her superstar baker the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, I'm so happy for her. So yes, <laughs> go hit her up. Go look at her. Go follow her. You know, whatever the case may be, I would love to see her business grow even more. And then I can convince her to let me come and work for her. And then we're going to have a TV show. And, you know, we're just going to be out here. Oh, are you going the, the great, is it, Maya, is it, is it the greatest bake baker? No, 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 I can't. But, hey, but you can you can supervise. Look, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Let me market your shit. Exactly. <laughs> She's going to be like, please get out of my kitchen. I do not have time for you. <laughs> Please get out. Please. I don't want to talk to you no more. But, you know, again, that's our bliggity black business section. That's cute. Bliggity yeah, black. it's cute. I bliggity do. black. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but please, you know, support black businesses, your local black businesses, uh, organizations that you're supporting, all those type of things. We want to see them grow and thrive. So go out, do those things. And... We are going to take a quick break and we will come back to you with the parking lot conversation. Welcome back. Welcome back to the regular regular podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation that I have, and Valerie doesn't know all of the questions that I'm going to ask. So, you know, surprise for her, which, you know, I love to do. Amen. Uh, We are now going to have our parking lot conversation where we're going to sit and just chat about things that are just top of the brain, that really matter to us, and just like shit that we would do if we were in a car at Sonic, just chatting it up and chopping it up. Amen. (laughs) So, Valerie, I have a question for you that I saw on Twitter, so I'm not going to take credit for it. Definitely not my words, but I thought it was an intriguing question, and I want to know what your answer is. So, the question was, which is harder to say, I love you, or I need help? Which one is harder for you to say, and why? Oh, that's a good question. So <clears throat> I think for me, it would be, I I need help. Mm-hmm. And and I say that because um, I feel like I, I love you is, is easier. Well, depending on the person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all need to sound out. Yeah, because depending on the person, it, it, it's easy or it could be hard. But the I need your help, I think it's hard no matter who it is, only yeah. because um, I feel like at, there's this like black woman trope. There's this strong woman mm-hmm. trope of, you know, we can do it all. We can move the earth. We can move mountains. And, you know, we don't need help. Like, we can do it. Our ancestors did it, so we can do it. So when asking for help, it is difficult. I know for me it's difficult because it 
in my mind, I don't want to show a sign of weakness. Yeah. I don't want to show a sign of uh, lack of whether it be skill set or whatever that I can't get this done. So for me, instead of asking for help, I either internalize it, I deal with it, I stress out about it, or I just kind of like <laughs> throw the deuces up and say, oh, yeah. well, we're going to rock out if we're going to rock out. So for me, the high need help is hard. And I, I think our conversation is going to be interesting to kind of get your perspective as well. Because yeah. I don't think it's something that like, because I'm trying to figure out where that even comes from. So yeah. when we talk about like, how did we get here or why do we think like that? Because I'm sitting here like when I think about like my mom, because I necessarily didn't even see her when I was growing up, ask for help. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, she like she did everything and she did a fantastic job. Like she worked, she raised two kids. Like she did all of that and I did not see this woman break a sweat. So to me, asking for help is like, well, like why? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. why can't you get this done? And I know, even though I haven't gone to therapy, but I feel like I'd be therapizing my own self. But <laughs> I, I know that is problematic yep. and there are issues with that. And there are times that you should ask for help, especially for me, since I now have a spouse this should be somebody that I can go to to ask for help and say, hey, mm-hmm. I, I need a break. I yep. need a break, whether it be mental, physical, whatever. I need a break and be comfortable and know that there's that support. So yep. I'll stop right there. And then let me throw that back to you and see what your answer is. Okay. So out of those two choices, it's definitely the choice of I need help. I tend to tell lots of people that I love them, even if love it's like the definition is probably a little bit looser than most people would say but like I love to tell people I love them but I had the hardest time telling somebody that I need help and that like I am in a position where I don't feel like I can handle all of the things that are going on in my world and Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason why I tend to have a very big fear of being vulnerable And as well as the idea of that, like, strong Black woman trope. Like, that idea that, you know, I, as a Black woman, have so much to burden. And it's almost like a full circle of, like, the world has put a lot of burden on me. And it's my job to not, like, and this is my thoughts, not necessarily the truth. But my job to not continuously put this whole level of burden back into the world. And so as as somebody who tries to consider herself strong, tries to consider herself capable, as well as knowing that there are people out in the world who view me as somebody who should be failing, who should not be doing so well, who should not be, you know, taking care of the things that she needs to take care of or wants to see in the world. It makes me feel like I can't show my poker face. I can't Mm. let people see me fail I can't let people see me not being able to carry the weight that I have and so it gets really really hard to say like I need help like I need to stop and take away some of the things that are on my shoulders and I need you as a person or as a support system to help me through that and the part go ahead no, so I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't know if this ties into it, but mm-hmm. when you think about, like, your friend group, because this also goes into, like, are you comfortable asking your friend group for help? But yep. then also, are you the strong friend? Yeah. Is that, are you considered that? 
So, and it's interesting you say that. So, like, part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation and, like, how we got here as well as where we would like to go is one of the things that has been going on because of COVID, and I think a lot of people are feeling this, and particularly I can see it happening so, so strongly for Black women because, again, we tend to be the people who end up bearing the burdens for so many entities, whether it be within the house, all the way Mm -hmm. up to corporate situations. We tend to do that. And so like part of the reasoning that I had that is like, so COVID has come and like things have kind of been like awry for me. Like health issues have popped up and I ain't dying yet. Lord be willing. But you know, those sorts of things have popped up as well as just like mental struggles of just like, highlighting and COVID just making it a very acute, sensitive things that have made me go like, well, goddamn, like I'm not okay with these things. And I'm not, there are things that are bothering me, not only in the world. And obviously we see like how trash the world is with racial injustice, with police brutality, with the sexism and the corporate greed and the billionaires who are becoming mega billionaires and taking away money from everybody and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just showing up so much in my life. And it made me go like, I need help, but I don't know how to say those words. And so in the midst of COVID, I was sitting with my boss and I was just telling her, I'm so frustrated about projects that I'm working on and I don't know what to do. And she was sitting there saying like, ask me for help when you are struggling. Mm-hmm. And that was such a hard conversation to have because I was I was thinking I, my way to prove myself was to be the strong employee who didn't ask for help and solved everything on her own. Meanwhile, everybody on my project was sitting there telling me they had no answer to it and they had no response to how to do things. And then on a personal level, I was sitting there going through the struggles and having these fears and these anxieties. And I didn't know how to go to my friends and say, like, I'm struggling, you guys, and I don't know how to do that. And I think part is also, I think part is because I believe I am a strong friend. I don't know if I'm the strong friend, but I definitely feel like I'm the friend that my friends come to and they'll be like, man my life sucks right now and -hmm. I just need somebody who'll listen and who'll let me know. And I tend to be very open to sitting there and saying like, we're going to make it, we're going to figure it out and I'm going to make you smile and we're going to laugh and we're going to find a plan. But I don't know how to put that same energy out to my friends. Like it's always very hard for me because I always feel guilty about saying like, friend, I need your time and friend, I need your attention. Cause in my head I can justify like, you're busy and you're packing and you're about to get married and such and such is out here grinding and doing all of that type of stuff. And I should not be feeling bad because I, you know, my life is not bad in comparison to this friend or that friend or this person or that person. So I, how can I, like, how can I sit there and ask you for additional help? So that, mm. that's been my biggest struggle. At, during COVID, and I think it's it's a reflection of lots of things prior to COVID, but COVID has like very much highlighted. 
I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like it No, it does. Because, like, I feel like a lot of us, depending on, you know, I guess professional is a conversation that we can definitely have. Oh, yeah. But from a personal standpoint, like, when you have, you know, your support system and the people that kind of, like, carry you through this world. Yeah. There are categories of your friendships and of your friends. And for some, they're the ones that you check up on. And then for some, they're they're Mm -hmm. the strong friends. And I feel like sometimes... We forget about our strong friends. Yes. We forget about the fact that, hey, they are also probably still going yeah. through something. And they are probably still in need of the same level of attention or affection or interest that, you know, we give those friends that may need a little bit more support and may need a little bit more Exactly. In. So it's one of those, I think it's one of those conversations that we don't have often, especially with our strong friends to say, how are you doing? And not how are you doing overall, but how are you doing today? Yes. How, <laughs> how are, are you, you today? doing right now? Yeah, how are you today? Because tomorrow I could be different. Yesterday yeah. I could have been a different person. I could have, you know, like, you know, your personality and your attitudes change. But I do think it's an interesting conversation to have, especially with your friends to say, although I am the strong friends, yeah. I do need this reciprocated to say, yeah. there are times that I'm not strong. Yeah. And I think it's not only just like, have you ever been in a situation where you ask somebody, like, how are they? And then their response is like, nothing but okay or better and then you're just Mm -hmm. like so what do I do in this situation and I think sometimes Mm. that is my concern like if you ask me how are you today and be like bitch my life is pure hell like do you feel burdened to solve that for me and that for me Mm. as somebody who would say it it sometimes is hard to say that like we have this idea that when you are being asked similar questions like that nobody is actually interested in the true answer of it, right? Nobody's actually interested in like hearing that you may not be anything more than or worse than okay. And so we tend to put on a facade as general, but then also as black women and the struggles of being vulnerable, being open to have saying like, I'm not okay. And then also being the responsible or taking on the responsibility of friends saying is of a friend and saying if you're not okay it's okay to tell me you're not okay and I may not have the answers but I can definitely help you figure out what we can do to get you to at least okay but we always want you to see better I think that's always my fear and my like my heartache of like I can't sit here and, like, tell somebody, like, bitch, like, girl, I have been going through it. (laughs) Because you're like, how, like, is that just putting more stress on you as a person and to solve something that you, that is unsolvable (laughs) at this point or that you cannot solve? You know, I think that's interesting that you say that because I feel like I was having a conversation with somebody about this uh, maybe a couple years ago. But I think there's a way to approach that. So I do think that within your friend group, having the conversation to say, do I have permission to have this kind of space with you? So I think, because I do agree with you of like, you know, there's a sense of like, I don't want to burden you with my problems Mm because we all got issues and I don't want to burden you with my problems. But I do think that at some level, especially with your friendships, you know, which friends you can go to and you know, which friends is just like, you know, (laughs) we just not. But yep. depending on how you want to move and how you want to approach that, it's when you have the conversations with your friends is having that level of space to say, 
can I be vulnerable with you right at this moment? Can I have this space? And do you give me permission to possibly just unburden myself yep. and talk about some of the things that are going on with me? Not to necessarily say, I need you to solve this for me, but I need somebody to listen and somebody to maybe even recognize that I'm not crazy in this shit. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this shit is chaotic and like, you know, like I need somebody to sit there and to like yeah. hold my hand through this. And I mean, and for some friends, they may say no. And I do think what a lot of people forget is you need to also be comfortable with people saying no. No. So because Absolutely. there might be times when you go in and you're thinking, well, they, of course they're going to say, yes, they're my friend. But there are also some friends that don't have that strength to do that at that moment. And that is fine. We, yeah. We're not going to demean that. We're not going to berate that. But also be comfortable with that space of if this friend says no, do not take that personally. So yeah. I do think that I think with our friends, we need to have more conversation, not only about like boundaries and things like that, but about like how can we utilize each other? Yes. And how can we create this open space to say, do you give me permission to unburden myself on yep. you right now? And can you work with me yep. through this, whether it be just listening to me, whether it be just giving me your feedback and your opinion, whether yep. it be you coming with me to slash this nigga's tires. Yes. You know, like. <laughs> yes. Because, because that's a great point. And me and Brian, we actually do our best to do that. When we're having mm-hmm. conversation, like we always like when we start hearing some either one of us talking about a situation or something that clearly is a burden, we always stop and say, are you are you venting? Do you just need to speak your piece and let it go? Are mm-hmm. you asking for feedback? Do you need affirmation? Do you need a bitch to run up? Like, do we need to get our tennis shoes and pull the hair back? Like, what are you looking for? Because I can give you whatever you're needing or maybe I can't and like I can tell you what I I can't take care of or provide right now but I think you're absolutely right it's really important that when we're having when we're building friendships and you are are determining like the relationship that you have with this person I think communication and boundary setting and openness is so important particularly when we're talking about you know, needing help. We are not, Mm -hmm. if you are, if you think your strong friends are strong 100% of the time, then you may not know that friend as well as you think you do. And you have to remember they are human. They are flawed. They are struggling. And there's so much complexity to every person, but particularly us as black women. And we have study after study that talks about like, the struggles that come with the intersectionality of being both a black person as well as a woman. And then that's not adding on any other layers of minority or societal struggles that come with that. You know, we, you know, we're mothers and we're sisters and we're CEOs and we're ICs trying to make it and we're trying to prove our value. And, you know, sometimes we are not the strong person that you think we are. And Mm -hmm. we have to remember to be vulnerable with one another. I bring that word up so much is because I think one of my struggles is I've always felt like I'm a very sensitive person. So anything and everything will trip me up. I sit here and be like, the sky is not blue enough. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) And so, but like, Through learning and through living in the world, I've learned that I cannot always 
be that person. And again, you know, I've always talked about trying to catch up with the person that I truly am versus the person that I think I have to be. In closing that gap, it requires me to let other people know that like, I'm a crier, I'm a sensitive ass person. And that's what you get. And you have to be cognizant of that. And that I have to be, in order to call you somebody that I'm close to, I have to be willing to be that person in authenticity. Not like Mm -hmm. as somebody just trying to be that person because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. But also not hiding it. But like authentically, you know... I'm going to be the first one on the phone talking about something that's hurt my feelings. That's just who I am. And if I can't be that person and I can't be vulnerable with you, then again, it's such a hard place to be. And, you know, you're wearing that mask of being that strong woman when sometimes you are just not. It's okay. I just, I really, I think it's so important that we talk about that with our friends, with the people that we consider supportive, with our mentors, Because I think a lot of people look at us and say, you're so strong because you went through that. And a lot of people don't say, you went through that. Are you okay? Okay. Right. You know? And we really have to check in with each other in that capacity. Because just because somebody survived it doesn't mean all the pieces came with them on the other end. Right? That That's such an important thing. (laughs) You know, you may not be the person that you were at the beginning of a journey or a path of resistance or all of the stories, you know, we talk about, they triumphed and they persevered. You lose pieces of yourself. And sometimes that's a good thing. You're shedding pieces that are no longer necessary. But there are sometimes when you become a person that you didn't want to be or expect Mm. to become, when you are trying to survive something. And for so many black people and black women, we are surviving a lot of the lives that we're living and not thriving through it because of so many factors. But a lot of times because we can't share the stress and the struggle of going through that. That's a word right there. I'm just, you know, it's been on my heart. This has been something I've been wanting to talk about for a minute, but I just, it really it's just such a important conversation that I think we need to have. And particularly this past Thursday, it was actually National Suicide Prevention mm-hmm. Day, uh, September 10th. And I thought it was really important because suicide rates among Black people in general have skyrocketed. So I think, and I can, let me quote, you know, I love a good MLL quote. So I'm reading an article from the New York Times and it says that A study showing between 2001 to 2017, the rate of death by suicide for black boys between the ages of 13 to 19 rose to 60%, while the rate of black girls skyrocketed an astounding 182%. That's ridiculous. That's wild. That's so ridiculous. And it's so scary because we're losing so many, quote unquote, strong black people and we tend to for girls we tend to think that they have to go through the struggles and the stresses and they have to persevere and learn how to live a harsh life and so many things and those girls are not here because I don't know why and I can't 
tell you exactly the reasons why, but, you know, I'm sure if they felt like they could go to somebody and say, I really need help, then maybe we could have saved some lives, you know? Right. It's and same thing for young black boys. I don't want to take that away from anyone either. These youths and it the trend still continues into young adulthood and middle age and even, you know, elderly. That those trends continue to extend into these age factors, but you know, black people for a really long time, suicide was just a thing black people didn't do. Like we ignored these things that existed. And I think it's so important that we acknowledge that these things exist, that mental health is such an important topic. And I think we're very much in like the golden age of black mental health, but I think Mm -hmm. we can continue to have these strong conversations and talk about like ways that we want to uh, strengthen our mental health and strengthen our communication and strengthen those boundary settings and the things that we need in order to survive and thrive, you know? And sometimes that means that I have to tell somebody, I need help and I can't do this by myself, you know? Right. And not only just have to say it, because that that's one thing, but like allow Black women to cry, allow Black women to be sad, allow Amen. Black women to, you know, be angry, like the angry black woman trope that everybody, she's just an angry black woman. Black women deserve to be angry. The art, like our whole entire bodies have been used against us and experimented on and abused and killed off for this country, for men, for people who didn't see us as valuable. And I just can't imagine living a world where I'm not allowed to fully express my anger because that's a real emotion. We can talk about angry being a bad thing, but it's not. It's a feeling that exists within our bodies that we have to let out. And so people saying you're an angry black woman, that's unfair, you know, and trying to push that down and trying to hone that in, like, don't. Black women deserve to have a full emotion. We should not be, you know, corralled to only be nice or nasty. We are more Mm. than that, you know? So that's just really a driver in how I want to approach, like, my change and and my feelings about things. And I wanted to ask, what are some things that, you want to do differently as you are trying to learn to be more vulnerable, be more open to the idea of saying, like, I cannot take on the burdens of this world by myself. Like, how do you think you want to to change your approach? Or do you think you need to make changes to how you're approaching that? Hmm, I think that's a good question. I feel like to answer that question, I would have to ask myself that question. Do I, well, how do I approach that? And do I see any need for change? I think for me right now, I don't see a need for change only because I'm still working on myself. So I think for me, it's still a hard thing to do. So asking for help and being vulnerable in in that level of space is hard for me. 
So for me, I don't, and I think for most people you have, because I know a lot of people say go to therapy, do all of this. Sometimes you may not have the funds, you may not have the time, you may not have the energy. So I think for me, I need to come to that level and meet myself halfway where I'm comfortable doing that. And I don't think I'm there right now. So for me, it's more so of, I need to even work on getting there. I don't know what that looks like, but right now I'm in that space of, and it's probably not the most positive thing. And although we're having this conversation here today about changing our mindset off that, but I am still in that space of I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the really important things to note is that like, I think just the, the way that we take back words and use that in a way that solidifies or represents who we are, I think it's similar mm-hmm. in like, we have to take back the ownership of strong black woman. And I think mm-hmm. we have to redefine it because like strong black women out in the world, society where we don't control it is a black woman who can, you can pile up things on and she's just going to mule it on. Right? right. And to me, a strong black woman is somebody who is going to be willing to say like, I don't know the answers to this. Right. Right. And that is okay. And I think when you are redefining it and being willing to say, I'm still a strong black woman and I still need help. Those two things are not dichotomies. They're not two separate things. They can exist perfectly together. I think that is so important. And I mean, you acknowledging like you're not fully healed is just as strong as being somebody who gets to the end and is just like, I've healed myself and I've gotten everything together. Right. Right. I mean, I do think that will change. I feel like as I continue to like just live my life and go through all the, you know, just like all the things that life brings with you. Cause I know like, for example, like professionally, I am definitely want to ask for help. If I don't know how to do something, please come, (laughs) come now, come now, please come now. How do I do this? (laughs) Thank you. So like from a professional standpoint and, and my personality is completely different from work. I am a complete type A it, it is what it is. But in life, I'm such a, like a, it, it is what it is. I'm like, whatever, you know, it too shall pass. So from a personal standpoint, I do know I need to work on that because half the time I'm not, because I feel like people know me as a secret person, but I'm mm-hmm. not secret. It's more so if you ask me something, I'll tell you and I'll be completely honest with you. But the thing is you have to ask me. Yep. So I'm not going to freely give the information up only yeah. because of I'm always concerned that somebody's going to judge you for this. Somebody's going to say something and I don't want that commentary. So I'm not going to tell you. But if you ask me, I would definitely be open to tell you how I'm feeling today and what I'm going through. But it's not something that I will fully like, like just have a conversation about and bring up. And I do think that that is something that I do need to work on to be a little bit more open with my friends. But that's just not who I am. They can yeah. always be open with me. I do that all the time. But for me to then reciprocate that is something is something different. So I do appreciate and do want to highlight what you had said of you don't have to know everything. We all don't. And we're still working on ourselves and we're still trying to figure it out. And it's okay to be in that figure it out space. There's nothing wrong with that. So absolutely. For me, I think one of the things that I am trying to do more is to speak my mind and not be afraid to go with my gut because I think a lot of times I feel like I question my emotions and question whether I mm-hmm. or not I have the right to feel a particular way because I'm like as a strong black woman do I deserve to be 
upset or angry or can I just solve this myself and move on? And so like one of the things that I feel like I want to do better about is just being very clear about like how I feel about a situation or something. And like I've started some of that conversation, like me and my mom had like a very deep discussion where I just emoted my feelings about just a particular thing that has always bothered me. And so like I, Mm -hmm. and I didn't question that emotion. I didn't question those feelings. I didn't question my experience. I just shared it. And I think it's so important that we have to share our feelings about situations. And, you know, we put up these walls and we say like, you know, I can't let people in, but I can't take care of you if I don't know that you're hurting on the other side of that right. wall, right? And no, so yeah. like, That's a good I think for me, for a really long time, I've always felt like if I put up a wall, nobody else can hurt me. But if I'm mm. hurting on the other side by myself, nobody it else doesn't know. matter. Nobody can help me either. And so like that mm-hmm. is something that I really, really, really want to continue a journey of experiencing and not feel like it's my responsibility to have a perfectly guarded life. Because I think when I do that, I tend to miss so many amazing experiences that could bring me pain, but it could also bring me pleasure. And that is unfair to me if I'm just so worried about never being hurt again, never not being, you know, perfect about a situation, needing help to experience and go through those things. And so that is one of the things I'm wanting to do. And to a point that you had mentioned earlier about therapy, I am a very pro-therapy person. I think everybody should have at least six weeks of therapy where they just sit and talking to somebody who's just going to listen to their their problems and help them get through at least one big knot of issues. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that therapy is easy. And I say that as oh, somebody yeah. who's been to two separate therapists in two different times of their lives. And therapy is both an amazing experience where you get to release some of these frustrations that you have, but also a very scary experience because a lot of times you're holding up a mirror to things that you've experienced that has now become who you are. And your therapist is going to say, but does this have to be who you continue to be? And that's really hard when somebody's challenging your identity. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't happen, but I totally understand how therapy can be such a daunting experience. And I still, I'm still very pro going to therapy, but like, you know, it's such a, a thing. And I think like in the same vein of like, you can go to therapy and you can try to fix all those things, but you still always need like a support system. Like, people around you who you can be like, girl, my therapist was tripping today and I'm sitting here like, I got to change this about myself and I need a cup of wine and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, those things are still a need. It's a, all these things are supplements to just, again, how you are healing yourself on the inside, right? So like therapy is one of those things that's on my list, my to-do list, because I think I would always, you know, be, be like, very much wanting to do that and experience that. 
uh, more and really sitting with it and, and healing myself. And just again, just like saying the words and being comfortable with the words is just really where I want to get. Like I want to be able to tell somebody I need help or this doesn't work for me. Or, I don't understand mm-hmm. and not be afraid right. of the world coming back on me. You know, I think that's for Mm -hmm. a lot of black women. That is like a thing, a fear that they're going to be reprimanded when they say, I can't do it all. And so those are the things. Yeah. I have like one last question for you. So how are you going to do that? So how are you going to keep yourself accountable or do you need your friends to help you keep yourself accountable? I think it's both. I think, I think it's me really again being honest with the people around me and just like having to say like I need help bitch like it's just it is what it is and like not again being afraid of reprimand or friends not being there and sometimes you have to realize like maybe the friends you thought who could be supportive of you are not those Mm -hmm. friends right and this is a situation where you learn that and that's okay too Mm -hmm. but I definitely do think one of the changes or the charges I'm going to ask of my friends is to remember, like, you know, as much advice as I give to my friends, I need that advice right back. <laughs> and, right. you know, right. I need that support right back. And so that doesn't, you know, I may not always directly speak it, but a checkup, a Zoom call, a girl, you good? Because I'm not like a right. let's be eye to eye. It's always helpful. And I want to give that just as much as I receive that, you know? Nice. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end, I think, that conversation. I think there's so much we can talk about it. But one of the things that I really want to do is, again, give affirmation to the people that are listening to this. And I kind of... I sometimes, when I listen to affirmations and I read them, and I think like there are definitely some beautiful affirmations that are floating out in the world, but I always feel like I'm not always connected to the ones that are a little bit more floaty-toity. Like, you know, they out there, they're, you know, the source, the moon, the stars. And I'm like, girl, I don't, who are you bringing into my house? Because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what this energy feels like. So I really want to give like, a very regular, regular affirmation, right? Because, you know, we working girls. We out here just doing regular, regular shit, right? You listening to this podcast mm. on your mm-hmm. way to work or, or while you cleaning the house, you know? So, like, I'm going to give a very regular, regular affirmation. And it's going to be <laughs> quoting our favorite, you know, she a regular, regular girl, Megan the Stallion. Mm. And I'm gonna say this. Woo! I'm gonna add on with my the little, knees. With the knees, I'm gonna add on a little bit at the end. So hold on. So <laughs> <laughs> you that bitch, right? <laughs> you been that bitch. You will forever be that bitch. But it's okay if you don't feel like that bitch today or tomorrow. Woo! Understand that. You are still magical. You're still special. You are still beautiful. Sometimes you don't feel that way. And it's okay to be both. You, again, you are okay to be a strong black woman, a strong black man, a strong black binary person. 
and still not always feel centered in that. And that's okay. So hear those words and receive them and know that, you know, if you need to cry, if you need to be upset, if you need to go and scream and not be centered with the idea that Strong has put onto you by society, that's okay. And we see you and we receive you and we acknowledge all of that part of you, even the struggling parts, right? So that's my regular, regular affirmation. To, to everybody listening. What about you, Val? Yeah, I like that. Oh, I can't top that and I'm not going to follow it. So I'll have a better <laughs> one next time. But that, I second it. I second it. I rise to it. I say amen to that. Amen. So, uh, but I would love to hear comments from everybody listening. Give us your ideas of what this conversation means. Have you ever struggled with asking for help? Have you struggled with being vulnerable? Have you struggled with living a world that expects you to be a different version of yourself, a better version, a strong version? And like, how do you cope with that? And just like, what are you doing? Are you seeing a therapist? Do you and your friends have wine dimes where you complain about everything? Are you very good about sitting with yourself and feeling your feelings and your emotions? Do you journal? Do you throw shit? Do you throw axes? Because I know that shit exists. Hey, um, it does. So, Archery, so he, axe throwing. <laughs> hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, in our emails, and let us know. And of course, I want to end this with uh, information about like National Suicide Prevention, the hotline. Please make sure that if you ever are feeling stressed and struggled and that you feel like you are not meant for this world, know that, again, you got two friends who love you dearly, me and Val, and we want to see you still be here with us. So, you know, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Please make sure you call them. There's also a website. You can send a chat, apparently, through Google. Just doing the Google search, there's a chat directly Mm -hmm. to them. So, you know... We don't want to see that number climb for our young black boys and girls. And, you know, if we as hosts, as two people who exist in this world through some of the darkest times we've ever had and know that there are going to be darker times, we know that you can survive and there's a community out there to help you thrive. So with that being said... I think we are done for the day. (laughs) We love you all. Have a great rest of your week. And we will be back. Bye. Thank you.